So today is March, geez, what is today? March 4th, 2021. Uh, it's about eight something in the morning. And um, I'm also on IG Live as well. So IG Live and I'm recording this as a podcast in case you guys miss it. But something that we've been talking about um, in my IG stories is saving the little people, right? And little people are the minors, the kids, the nieces, nephews, um, cousins, whoever in our lives. And we, you know, we, I think it's to some degree, we are, a lot of us are in a position that we can start preparing the little people in our lives to be in a financially stable situation when they move out. Um, And I know sometimes we might overlook a lot of the little things that our parents, guardians, grandparents did for us when we were little people. Um, But sometimes we overlook the opportunities that we have to put those little people in a better position once they get older, right? And and I call them little people because they are people. And so I I have five tips for us today um, to really prepare the little people in our lives for their their financial future. And so uh, tip number one is to remember that they are people. And this is why I call them little people. I don't call them kids. I don't call them minor. I call them little people because they are people. And sometimes we treat kids as if they're always going to be kids. You'll always be my little sister. You'll always be my five-year-old daughter. They are going to grow up. They're going to grow up. They're going to need things, want things. They will desire things. And so we have to treat them like people who need money. We recognize that other adults need money, right? We recognize that uh, our parents need money, our aunts and uncles need money, our friends who are adults need money. And so we need to look at our little people as people and, and remember that they will need money at some point. So that's tip number one is treat your little people like people. And remember that at some point, they are going to need money for the things they want, the things they desire, and things they need. Tip number two, open a bank account for your little people. This is probably one of the the most fascinating things for little people. They're like, oh my gosh, I have a bank account and I have money in it. So, so right, like open a bank account for them and then put money in it um, and give the bank account a purpose. Are you saving money for them uh, for a car? Are you saving money for their high school activities? Remember, you got homecoming, you got prom, you got sports, all kinds of stuff in high school. So high school can be very expensive. So make sure that you give this account a purpose this bank account a purpose, right? Um, Maybe you want to keep it for their future emergency fund for when they move out. Um, But but open a bank account for them. Kids love saying they have a bank account, right? So my my niece, she's one of my little people. uh, Her bank account has $900 in it. And she knows that. She knows she has a bank account. She knows there's money in it. And I put money in it and then I don't touch it. Like once you open an account for your little person, put money in it and don't touch it. It's not your bank account. It's not your bank account. So the other thing is make sure that there's, that their name is on that bank account. It's not your money. It's not for you. So open it for them and put money in there and, um, you know, make sure that they're aware that there's money in that account for them. The third tip is to teach them financial literacy. This is probably harder than treating them like actual people. This is going to be harder than opening a bank account for them. Teach them financial literacy. Um, If you 
And so what this requires is for you to have financial literacy. This requires you to know how credit scores work, how high yield savings accounts work. This requires you to kind of delve in and get to know some things. So, you know, keep following me. I talk about stuff in my IG stories all the time, um, but follow other people on, on Instagram. There's Money Boss Mama. There's Mom and Budget, uh, Momming and Budgeting. There's uh, Debt Free AF, Debt Free Gonna Be, um, for better or for worse, like there are so many people, GQ accountant, I, I could literally go on. So follow people on the gram who are giving out free, tons of free information. So make sure you are also delving into financial literacy. The fourth tip is to give them space. Like sometimes we wanna be all up on our little people to prevent them from making mistakes, but give them the space to make mistakes. Some of us learn better from doing than from hearing, right? Some of us learn better from failing than from succeeding. And, and that's just the truth. So give them the space to disagree with your financial advice. Give them the space to make mistakes, even after you give them the advice, right? Give them that space and let them really grow into the people they are um, and the people that they're going to be. I, I love telling the story about how, um, I wanted to sublease my apartment in college and I put an ad on Craigslist, got a response and the person's like, listen, I want to sublease your apartment for the whole summer. I'm gonna send you a $5,000 check, but I need you to cash the check and then send me the money and you keep $50. And my dad was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Because when you can't, like there's no reason someone would send you a $5,000 check, right? And I was like, I know, but they want to give me money to do this. And he was explaining to me the process of how checks work. Like you cash it, they take the money from your bank account. And then when the check clears, they get the money from the other bank. And my dad was like, you don't have five grand in your account. And even if you did, right, like that money is, you're never going to see money from that other person. So I, I listened to my dad in that instance. Now, had I made that mistake, that would have been a $5,000 mistake that I would have learned from. But at least my, at some point, my dad was like, Okay, I have given you all the advice I can give you. There's nothing else I can say. So you do what you want to do. And I, I did eventually take his advice and not do it. Um, I think I asked the person like more questions, like, why can't you cash the check? Why is this a Buffalo Wild Wings check? It was, it was wild. But at least my dad was like, you know what? You make the decision. Whatever happens, we will, we will figure out, you know, how you're going to move forward because I've already told you what to do. So I, <laughs> I did not make the mistake of cashing that check, but I was dumb AF in college for that, like for even considering to do that. So, um, so yeah, just give, give little kids the, the space to make a mistake, even like, cause at some point you're going to hound them so much. They're not going to want to listen to you at all. So you got to just say, listen, you, you're an adult, you make the decision. Once you get the consequence, once you get the result, you call me back and we'll figure out how to go from there. But at some point, you got to let our little people, you know, go do their thing. Um, thank God your dad stopped you. People jump on. Yes, people do. Um, and it really wasn't even a deal. Right. I, and, and this is one thing that my dad said to me. He's like, you're not hurting for the money. And a lot of times people win in those situations because we are so desperate. And that's that's a whole nother topic that I'm talking about. But. My dad was like, you're not desperate for the money. We will pay for your rent over the summer. We will pay your bills over the summer. Like you don't necessarily need this money. It just would be helpful if someone was subletting your apartment. So 
thank God my my dad was there to to help me as a young person. Um, and so really that's what this is about, like saving the little people is that we have to be in financial positions that we can help our younger siblings, our younger cousins, our nieces and nephews when they are about to make a dumb decision. So um, the fifth thing is to let them come home. That kind of segues into this. Like my dad was like, you just come home for the summer and stay here and we will pay your rent. It's no big deal. Um, so the fifth tip I have is to let kids come home. This drives me insane. And when I say let kids come home, they don't have to be under the age of 18, right? They can be 24, 25. I, I, when I watch HGTV, I'm amazed at how these 30 year old people with, with partners married and three kids are able to move back home with their parents and save up buku money to go buy a $1.5 million house that they don't need. So when you let kids come home, when you let, you know, your cousins, your whoever, when you let them come home and, and then not force them to pay you a ridiculous amount for bills, you're really giving them the opportunity to get in a better financial position. When we're 18 years old, we have no real job that's paying us $50,000 a year. We have no real experience that's gonna give us you know, that kind of money. So when you let them come home and you say, listen, I'm gonna give you six months to a year to pull your shit together. And in that time, you should be saving this amount of money. And I'm not gonna force you to pay however many bills. I want you to focus on you. I want you to save your money and we're gonna find you a house or an apartment, whatever, after your six months to a year. I hate, I hate, and we're talking about this in my IG stories right now. I hate hearing stories where people are like, oh yeah, my parents let me come home, but then I had to split all the bills, 50%, and I'm just like, it doesn't benefit those people to come home, but then I have to basically help support you or help support half of the household. And you were already doing that before I got here. You, you have to understand that, yes, you want kids to learn how to pay bills. Absolutely. You want them to learn how to you know, prepare for life, of course, but they can't do that if they're already a step behind. You know what I'm saying? They can't do that if they're trying to pay half of the $1,500 mortgage every month and they're not making that much money. So if I'm an adult and I'm making $80,000 a year or $40,000 a year and my little person comes home and they're making $10 an hour, it just doesn't make sense to really force them to have to pay bills if we're at such different income levels, you know? So when your little people want to come home, let them come home and then give them the opportunity to save money so they can move the hell out. <laughs> the other thing is make them come home. Sometimes, I, like I have had friends in college who made awful financial decisions, like spent their net check, bought big screen TVs for no reason and, and were broke, but refused to go home. Sometimes you gotta make them come home, like listen, you have no money. You're not working up there. You need to come home and reset and, and not bash them for it, not degrade them for it or talk down to them about it, but walk them through it. Listen, you got a $5,000 net check. You blew it in the first two weeks. There's no more money. I can't support your apartment up there because you didn't pay the rent. Like walk them through it in a logical way. But sometimes you just got to make them come home and not make them feel bad about it. But just say, listen, we're going to bring you back. We're going to reset you and go from there. So 
those are my five tips. I try to make these really quick. Those are my five tips for saving the little people. Treat them like they are people. They will need things. They will want things. They will desire things. Um, open a bank account for them. That's like the most basic thing that we can do for them. Open a bank account, high yield savings account. It doesn't require that much work. Um, open it, show them their money, let them see it, tell them that it's their money um, and don't touch it. Don't touch their money. It's theirs. Don't touch it and give that bank account a purpose. Is it for a car? Is it for their future emergency fund? Um, or is it for you know them moving to college or something? Give it a purpose and stick to that. Um, and remember, it's not your money. You're putting money into it, but it's not your money anymore once it hits that bank account. Uh, the third thing is teaching financial literacy, which requires you to have financial literacy. So like I said, there are plenty of people on Instagram that you can follow. Um, the Neighborhood Finance Guys on here, you can follow him. Like I said, debt-free going to be um, for better or worse. Like there are tons of people that you can follow. So make sure you're following them to get information. Um, the fourth thing is give them the space to make mistakes. And when they make those mistakes, do not talk down to them about it, like walk them through it. This is a mistake you made. This is the financial consequence that it has and then teach them to do better. That's where the financial literacy comes in. And then the fifth thing is let them come home. It drives me crazy that we, uh, specifically black people, um, are always either trying to move out of our parents' house because we don't wanna be shamed for still living with them or we're kind of getting kicked out of our parents' house because they don't wanna be shamed for us living with them. Um, my parents let me come home after college. Uh, I stayed with them for a year and then I went to law school. They let me come home after law school. And I was what, 26 when I got out of law school. And I'm talking about my dad loves to cook. So he cooked every day. My mom cooked fishing grits on Friday. Like I was able to do my laundry. Even to this day, I have my own house. I will still go to my parents' house and grocery shop while I'm there. Like, oh, y'all got a lot of toilet paper in here. This is wild, you know? So really allow your kids to, you know, in, in healthy situations, allow them to come home when they need to, make them come home when they need to, but they don't want to admit it, um, and really support them through whatever financial mistakes they make, whatever decisions they make. Um, my aunt made me feel uncomfortable after day three. See, you can't, like, and, and this is one thing I was talking about in my IG stories as well. What's the point of letting them come home if you're going to make them uncomfortable, right? If you're turning on all the lights and making all this music at 7 a.m. in the morning because you think they're not working or you think they're lazy um, and you're talking down to them like, oh, do you have a job yet? And, you know, you have to make them comfortable to even talk to you about the financial decisions that they're making. If they're not comfortable, they're not going to talk to you about it. Hence, making more bad financial decisions. Um, or I, I, I like to say uninformed financial decisions. Um, it would have been helpful to save the cash. Let me tell you, I when I moved back in with my parents after I graduated from law school, I got a job um, making $43,000 a year, which in hindsight is not a lot for a lawyer. I had like over $100,000 in student loans from law school. Um, but I was able to save $600 a month. Um, I think it was more than $600, but I saved like $10,000 in the span of, maybe like six months. And I, I would say maybe like six to 10 months or so. But during that time, I was actually looking to buy my own place and aggressively saving money. And my parents were like, cool, we're not going to hassle you. We're not going to, you know, you're like, I was showing them my bank account, like, look guys, I have $2,000, I have $3,000. And so communication is gonna be really important, but there's, it makes no sense to let someone come back to the house 
And then you make them uncomfortable. You make them feel shamed. You make them feel like, damn, I'm really not doing anything with my life. So it, it just defeats the purpose. But we can save so much money and put ourselves in better financial positions when we have a roof over our head, when we're in a comfortable place, when we feel safe, we've got food. Like it just, it doesn't make sense to make our little people stress more than necessary. And there, there's this one theory um, that I've, I've read about before where adults feel like I did not have anything given to me or handed to me. Therefore, I'm going to make you struggle just like I had to. And it's just it, like, it's asinine. You're, you're jealous over someone else being able to get a little further ahead because you didn't have that opportunity. So like, don't be that person. If you are that person, get a therapist put that in the budget and get a therapist. But we, at some point we have to stop saying, I didn't have it, therefore I'm not gonna give it to you. If you got it, help somebody else out, help the next generation move forward. So I'm not, I could literally sit on the soapbox all day, but those are my five tips. I try to keep these really short. So yes, save the little people, hashtag save the little people. If you have a niece or a nephew or a sibling or a cousin, whoever, talk to them about financial literacy, open a bank account for them and prepare them for the future because it comes very fast and life comes at charge. So those are my tips for today. Y'all have a good whew, Thursday. It's March already. That's, that's why. But anyway, y'all have a good Thursday. We get paid tomorrow. I get paid tomorrow. I don't know about y'all. I get paid tomorrow. So if you get paid tomorrow, update your budget, check out your coins, make sure all your bills are paid and I'll catch y'all later.